0: hey what's up with it everybody this is what's wrong with sports i'm the homeboy andre johnson let's go hunting somebody must have hit the crack pipe because a couple of sacred mooses have been shot and killed recently college football kent state versus akron over a hundred points scored 69 to 35. What's wrong with playing defense? NFL, we need to preview these games coming up this weekend. We got an NFC West showdown tomorrow, Thursday night. Let's get it. Okay, we're back. Let's start off with some hunting news. Like I said, somebody must have been hitting that crack pipe. Because there are not only one, but two sacred mooses shot and killed. And I don't even know if I'm pronouncing the word mooses correctly. Maybe it's just moose. The plural of mooses. But anyway, that's a joke for another time. Because this isn't funny. And not to sound racist. But that sounds like some white boy shit. And I should know. I mean the natives must be mad. And these hunters must be loco. Why would you do that? I mean what part of the game is this? I mean these, these animals are protected. For a reason. And people might love these animals. You can't just... Come on by and just kill whoever you like. You guys might not know this, but animals have souls too. And the fact that these animals were slayed and just left there on the roadside. I mean, you didn't even kill them for food. That's just plain manslaughter. Animal slaughter. Moose slaughter. Yeah, well, I thought times had changed. I thought we were supposed to be more civilized. I thought this was a new millennium. These obviously are not millennials. Or maybe they are. Again, hate to sound racist. This is is some extreme white boy shit. Just null and void of anybody else's feelings. And they only care about their only stupid, retarded ignorant ass feelings this reminds me of a movie I just watched old school movie called the Warriors I'm sure you guys remember that can you dig it yeah and in that movie the main leader over all the gangs you can pretty much call him yeah the prime minister was shot and killed during a huge speech by guess who some crazy white boy and when they asked the white boy why he did it he said he just likes doing stuff like that and that's what I see here I mean it couldn't have been that hard it could not have been that hard I'm pretty sure these mooses weren't packing and I don't think they move that fast not faster than speed and bullet But come on, come on man. Really? And yeah, I'm making a big deal about this because it shouldn't be happening. So not only are white boys out there killing black people, but now they're killing sacred animals too. Is there nothing sacred to the white man? Or is everything here for the white man's entertainment? As soon as you tell the white man no, There's some crazy ass white boy that's going to say, yeah. And there's no leads. There's no, there's no nothing. I'm pretty sure there's no investigation. And it's sad. And it's disgusting. What kind of guy does that? I mean, who does that? guarantee you they're, they're just some regular old white boys too just some good old boys you couldn't pick them out of a lineup and they're getting away with murder white people are literally getting away with murder on this planet and as soon as somebody stands up oh we're wrong for standing up or we're too much Or you're tired of these riots. Somebody needs to calm down. And it's not me. (laughs) Freaking crackheads. Quit shooting wild animals. For fun. I'll be back. Okay, speaking of investigations, we're still waiting on word from the Boxing Commission who are investigating the fight between Jose Ortiz, Ortiz and Flores, where Flores went down in like 46 seconds. I don't get what takes so long to investigate this situation. Are these guys purposely taking this long to investigate on purpose to maybe make it seem like they're doing something or wait till it goes and gets swept under the rug. For me, it's not it's not that hard of an of an investigation. I mean, we do have technology. There is a thing called a lie detector test. We no longer have to resort to 1800s method, the 1800s method of investigation. I mean, what are you guys doing? Telegraphing each other back and forth? What the hell? Why don't we just get Flores, put him on lie detector, ask him one simple question. Did you throw the fight? How about two questions? Did you throw the fight? Did you give it your best? Clearly not. No man that big goes down that fast. And is still allowed to call himself a man. You're not a heavyweight anymore. I don't care how much you weigh. Flores, talking to you. You're a fucking pussy. Oh, right. 80, you was going to get the thou anyway. What's up? What's going on with that? I'm pretty sure my balls are bigger than heavyweight Flores who went down in 46 seconds. I bet you I last longer than that. Anybody... I put any amount of money on it right now. Put me up against Jose Ortiz. Yeah, my 5'9 ass. Put me up against him. I guarantee you any amount of money. I bet it. I'll bet. I'll bet this car right now. I'll bet my car. I will last longer than 46 seconds in the ring with that heavyweight. And I guarantee you, he hits me more than once. So this is bull. This investigation should have took one week tops if you're really doing an investigation. Lie detector test. Done deal. Done freaking deal. And I don't want to hear this mess about, oh, they're not accurate. I want to know the results. Matter of fact, give them three lie detector tests from three different agencies and use three different machines. And let's see what's up. But no, that makes too much sense for boxing. And that's why people are fed up with boxing. Because we see the con. You think we're dumb out here just because we're giving you our money. We're giving you guys a chance. Keep it real. And we'll keep it real with you. But you guys are shady. The whole boxing commission, the whole boxing fraternity. Point blank period. That's the only reason Mike Tyson can come back at age 50,000. Because you guys are crooked. That shit ain't going down in the NBA or the NFL. Once you retired, you're gone. You try to come back, you're getting clowned. You better be the greatest ever if you want to come back in the NBA. Because they got a bunch of young studs waiting to school your ass and make a name for themselves. But Tyson can come back at age 50 and fight anybody he wants. Redick, I'm telling you, it's ridiculous. Oh, and it has to be a big name fight, it has to have pay-per-view, it has to have all this stuff in order for a guy to fight. They can't just meet in the ring and it can't just be recorded so that maybe people can pay to watch it later, maybe. If given the option, there's tons of fights that went on pay-per-view for 50 bucks. I bet you show those fights the next day for five bucks, you might get some buyers. Yeah, we know what happened, but still, some of us like me, I want to see the fight. I want to see how it went down. There, there's different things I look for in a fight They may be your casual fan. Maybe casual fan just looks for the first hit. That's not me. I'm looking at footwork. I'm looking at body language in there to go get it. Who really wants it? And when was that breaking point? At what time did the other fighter decide that he didn't want to be there anymore? But yeah, that makes too much sense. I'm pretty sure I'm making too much sense. And in this world making sense doesn't make dollars we need something ignorant like a 50 year old man coming out of retirement to get the boxing community stirred and he has to fight some washed up what's his face who can't take a punch anymore (laughs) who lost (laughs) who lost who's only a shell of his former self in Roy Jones Jr. that is not the same Roy Jones that was winning titles The Roy Jones Jr. you know now is a bum. He's just a a talking head. That's it. So yeah. Let's go boxing. What's wrong with boxing? We already know. Let's fix it. Let's go. I want to talk some NFL. I'll be back. dun-dun-dun-dun yeah we're back talking NFL football we got a game Thursday night it's an NFC West showdown a three-way tie between Seattle Arizona and the Los Angeles Rams but tomorrow night's game is Seattle versus Arizona that's right the Seahawks are hosting this weekend and guess who's stopping by Kyler Murray and company. Yeah, with D-Hop coming off a huge comeback victory with a Hail Mary touchdown to win the game for the young Kyler Murray. Awesome quarterback. Already has a Hail Mary on his resume. Second season. Alex Smith ain't got nothing on this kid. The old Alex Smith. And why am I talking about Alex Smith? Because you guys are making too much of a big deal about Alex Smith, who is a mediocre quarterback. Won nothing. He won a playoff game versus Saints when he was with the Niners. So what? Game tomorrow night. Seattle at home. Zona already with the one nothing lead on the series this year between these two clubs and the Seahawks are on a two game skid and Russ is not looking good talk about needing some home cooking these guys really need it luckily they're at home on a shortened week though versus the team that already beat them on a game winning field goal in overtime Zona's not scared and the Seahawks, they're still looking for a defense. So this is my breakdown of the game and what I see. Are we really going to see Zona take a 2-0 lead on Seattle? Is that what we're going to see? When Seattle's at home and they have an MVP-type quarterback in Russ. Yeah, Russ Wilson. But he hasn't been looking too sharp lately, according to to field media field level media he has 10 turnovers in his last uh, 3 games when he started off the season looking like MVP but not so much right now but luckily for the Seahawks they have DK Metcalf but uh oh Zona has D-Hop and that's my boy Two of my favorite wide receivers are playing in this game tomorrow night. D-Hop and D-K Metcalf. Both studs in their own right. D-K, the young up-and-coming, and and D-Hop, the veteran go-to guy. Has never let you down. And D-Hop's got a young QB, Kyler Murray, Mr. Electric himself. DK Metcalf has a veteran QB who is not playing well. That's because of his offensive line. And his defense is not stepping up at all. They got injuries in the secondary. Not good going up against D-Hop. Seattle can easily lose this game. The only hope that I see in Seattle is that last week, Zona had to come back to win that game. They didn't just come in and dominate. They were down big they might go down big here and that's when seattle has to keep that gas on the their pedal on the gas and keep it going keep that engine moving you gotta know coming into this one you have no defensive help and you're not shutting down kyler and his team ain't scared this team is dangerous arizona is a dangerous team that is not a team that you like to play That's the team you want to avoid playing. That's the team you only, you hope you only have to face once a year. Because Kyler Murray is going to make your defense look really bad. If they don't look bad already. And D-Hop wants to get his. D-Hop wants that 100 yards and a touchdown. And he'll get it. Because there ain't nobody on the Seahawks that can stop him. Now I'm sure... That Zona can formulate some kind of game plan to double-team D.K. Metcalf and neutralize him. But the Seahawks cannot do the same with Arizona. And these guys got to be flying high. Comeback victory. But let's hope they don't go down early again. Because Seattle might not let you come back in this game right here. They They might just keep it going. And judging by Wilson's uh, non-success these last couple games, I've been really disappointed. And that's my guy. I'm still down with Russ. He's still my MVP. But he needs to pick it up. And it starts tomorrow night. And it's not going to be easy. This is going to be a dogfight. And if you're asking me to make a pick, I'm not making a pick. It's up to you. You let me know who you like. And I'll tell you if you're wrong. I'm going to sit back and I'm watching this game. I don't even know the point spread. Or even care about it. Whatsoever. But you know what? Let's dig a little deeper. Last time these two teams met. October 25th. Of this year. The final score. 37-34, Zona at home. And they came back to win that one. Came back to tie it up, take it to overtime, and win the game. So it's not like these guys don't know how to come back. They've been doing it all season. But Seattle is 4-0 at home. A lucky-ass 4-0 at home. If you don't remember, that Minnesota game, three weeks back they had him they had him and they let him off the hook and russ wilson turned into mvp led his team down the field scored the touchdown win the game not so easy this time not so easy and there's no legion of boom to stop these guys So let's go over it. Let's see. Oh, by the way, that Arizona offense, looking good. Arizona's ranked number one in total yards. Number one in passing yards. And number seven in points scored. And they're going up against nobody on defense. Well, how about Seattle? Their rank... On defense, last. Total yards. But on offense, they're number three. And they're number one in points scored. We're looking at another high scoring game. I must be giving out too much information because that's the NFL right now. That must be the commissioner telling me to shut the F up. Listen up, commissioner. It's not going to happen. I am not under contract with you or anybody else. And I don't care about your money. So let's take a look back. I want to know. Okay, so last year. Let's start in September. The first of these two in the series. Arizona at home. Five and a half point underdogs. Yeah, this was Kyler Murray's rookie season. And this is probably like his third game. Arizona lost... 10 to 27 game after that looks like Zona figured it out because Seattle was at home and they were 8 point favorites and they lost that game 27 to 13 looks like Zona figured Seattle out Seattle has no answer on defense but they're at home and I've said this once and I'm going to say it a million times again emotions 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 can carry you over any stat, any physical uh, advantage that your opponent has. You got 22 guys coming out with a single uh, goal in mind and they're excited about it. You guys are in trouble because that's football and that can happen. It's not like any other sport in football. You play with emotion. You can turn heads and you can roll guys over. You can roll fools up in this league with emotion. But the problem is these guys get paid money. There's no emotion. This is all business. These aren't college kids anymore. These are grown ass men. And they're making dollars. And it takes a lot for these guys to get emotional. And it would be for you too. If you have three million sitting in the bank, I don't want to see how emotional you get over anything. Nothing else is going to excite you anymore. Not this stuff. So yeah, all business. And if this is all business, Arizona's handling business. So that's why I say emotion. Emotion is the only thing that is going to carry Seattle over this hump versus Arizona. And usually Seattle is the place of the 12th man. Yeah, that home crowd gets into it and the players feed off it and that shows up on the field. That's not the case anymore. Now with COVID-19, the Seahawks can no longer rely on that 12th man. And they also can't rely on that defense. I don't have to make a pick. You guys should know who to take already. I don't know why you guys are even betting on this game. Who wants to bet on this game? Are you serious? Why? Because it's the only game on Thursday night? Seattle's favored by three? Are you serious? The wrong team is favored. I'm not making any picks. But the wrong team is favored. Huh. Yeah, we're going to see tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see about that, Jack. We'll be back. Talk more NFL. Talk some football. That's right. Now I'm pretty sure I gave you more than enough information for tomorrow night's game. Now we're gonna gloss over the rest of these games. I'm not really gonna try to go into great detail. Let's just run down a list, see what we got. We got Washington at home versus the Bengals. I like the Bengals. I think Washington is garbage. Somebody needs to call the janitors and take this trash out because it's piling up in Washington. Next, we got the Saints at home versus Falcons. Falcons with a little history here. They might have history on the Saints. Saints coming off a blowout. And now they got the Falcons coming in. Falcons looking to improve on that three and six record while the Saints are seven and two. Well, how about the last time these two teams met? Let's dig a little deeper, see if we can find that out. Yeah, well, last year, Atlanta at home, lost the game 26-18. But the game before that, New Orleans at home. Lost that game to Atlanta. Makes no sense whatsoever. 26-9. So last year, it opened up with the Saints winning, no, losing. Okay, last year, the Saints lost the first game of the series. And then they won the second one. And so the road team. Won both the games last year. Year before that, Saints won both games. And at home, they destroyed them. Saints usually take biz- take care of business at home. I don't know how they lost that game. 26-9. I've done no research. All I know is the Saints were favored by 14 and they lost straight up. trying to see if Atlanta has won back to backs and yes well they had three chances at it in 2017 so yeah but after that pretty much no and I'm pretty sure this is the first matchup of the season for these two ball clubs And Atlanta's looking pretty nice. I mean, they got two wins coming in. On, at Carolina and at home versus the Broncos. And they look good versus the Broncos. I don't know if that's saying much. But you know what else is looking good too? The Saints. Back-to-back blowouts. I. Okay, fine. The 49ers game is not a blowout. But they did cover a huge spread and now they got Atlanta Saints been handling business I like the Saints I don't care about the spread I don't care about the total I don't know who thinks the Falcons are coming in to win this game I think they're going to be very disappointed Next, we have Pittsburgh on the road at Jacksonville. Steelers, solid favorites. Jacksonville not going anywhere. Do we really have to talk about that? No, Steelers. Next, Philadelphia Eagles on the road at the Cleveland Browns. I have no faith in Philly whatsoever. And I have less faith in the Browns. Looks like the Eagles are gonna go meet the Browns. So I like to dig a little deeper because the Browns are six and three. That's a very quiet six and three. Did did anybody know the Browns have a winning record this year? Really? And the Eagles don't, are you serious? So the Eagles are the Browns and the Browns are the Eagles. This year, should be raining this weekend. There is a chance, small chance. A Lot of people like the Browns. Eagles coming off that embarrassing loss to the Giants. A loss where people were questioning the Giants offensive line and the Giants defense. And the Giants showed up and smashed. The last time these two teams met, Philly at home. Won that game 29-10. to 10. These teams have met three times. It shows here. Uh, starting from 08 up until now. Up, 2016 was the last meeting. That's four freaking years ago. This data means nothing. But Philly has won the last three. Philly not scared. No. And they pretty much have been the favorite in all but one. And that was on the road at Cleveland. And that game was 17-16. to oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, they were favorite in that game too. So the only time these two teams met in Cleveland, it was a very, very close game. And it was low scoring. Might happen again right could maybe not not the way the Eagles looked last week but these are the Browns and we know the Browns so yeah I like the Eagles moving on Detroit Lions on the road at the Carolina Panthers why would you bet on this game? I have no idea. I'm not even talking betting. Who's gonna win? Carolina's three and seven. That sucks. Detroit is four and five. They still got a shot at something. And Detroit's the underdog. Interesting. I don't like Detroit on the road anywhere. Yeah, we we I need more information. I don't have enough information on these two teams. And I don't really feel like digging a little deeper. But let's do it anyway. Let's go. Let's go. I mean a three and seven team. A three-and-seven football team should not be favored against anybody, regardless if they're at home or not and their favorite versus the Lions. Lions look embarrassingly bad against the Colts, not too long ago. They barely beat up on Washington, at home. These guys are everything to sneeze at. Carolina has not won a game since October 11th versus the Falcons. And I remember that one. Since then, they've lost to the Falcons. They tried their best, they tried their best versus Tampa. Well, let's see. Last time these two teams met. Take a look. Detroit at home. Won the game 20 to 19. Really? game before that Detroit at home lost the game 27-24 how about 2014 when Carolina was at home 24-7 Carolina not too bad at home not too bad but their last win came on the road who have they beaten at home they beat Arizona that was a long time ago This team is not even playing like that anymore. But this is Detroit. I don't like the Lions, so that's where I stand with that. Okay, I need a snack. I'll be right back. Yes, sir. We're back. Let's go. Hell of a game coming up between the Ravens and the Titans. Ravens at home. Coming off a sloppy loss on the road versus New England. It was raining. It was terrible. And they looked bad in the second half. New England schooled these fools. And now they got to play the Titans. Versus their Bill Belichick disciple. Vrabel. The head coach of the Titans. And what do the Titans do? All they do is win ball games. That's all they want to do. Is come in here. Get this victory. Titans coming off an embarrassing loss. To the Colts. We called it here. We called that one. I don't know if we're calling this one. I can't call it. Both teams same record. I know I didn't I didn't like the way the Titans looked in that second half. I didn't I didn't like that at all. Even though they lost, they fought. That was a tough loss. Loss in the rain. It looked sloppy. You telling me God doesn't care about football? Yeah, right. Check out New England versus the Ravens. If God doesn't show up and make it rain that day, New England loses that game. Fair conditions, even playing field, Ravens all the way. All the way. That's easily. God and Bill Belichick obviously were uh, on the same page that day. Bill must have said his prayers the night before. Because it was granted. Okay, so back to the Titans and the Ravens. Last time these two teams met, playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> playoffs this year. I forgot about that one. Remember the Ravens having trouble with their passing game? Titans all over it, too. 28 to 12. Titans were running all over these guys. They made the Ravens look like bozos. That was a playoff game. That was their only meeting since 2018, when Tennessee was at home and lost 21-nothing. 21-nothing. Before that, 2017. Titans win at home, 23-20. I like the Ravens to get right, solely because I didn't like the way the second half played out for the Titans last week. That was very lackluster. Yeah, that effort that that gets an F. Defense and offense. I like the Ravens to win. I, I like this to be a close game. I don't see a blowout at all. Both teams struggling and need a win. Next up, New England. The freaking Patriots, man. The Cam Brady Patriots on the road at the Romeo Cornell Houston Texans. Cornell faces his old boss again. Cornell has never beaten Belichick. Head up. And this might be his best shot. I'm pretty sure there's no rain here. There's no weather elements. This is Inside of Texan Stadium. They got a roof. I'm sure they can close it. Paid enough money for that place. They'll be able to patch up that hole when you have to. I got New England. No way I'm backing these guys at home. Ever. This year. Next up. Jets on the road. At the Chargers. Chargers. Finally. Finally. Getting some home cooking here. Coming off a tough loss. Last week. And they got a chance to get things right. Because jackass Joe Flacco. And company. Are coming to visit LA. All the way from New York. And we can't wait. Because we want to see LA teams. Get that money and stump these fools out. We're gonna give them that good old West Coast hospitality that they deserve. I hope the Chargers win this one by 20. I wanna watch this game and laugh the whole way. I wanna laugh every single quarter of this Chargers game when they meet the Jets. I hope they intercept Flacco three times. I cannot stand Flacco for losing that game Versus the Patriots this year. That was his fault. He gets no props. For passing up Joe Montana on the all-time yardage list. So what? Win a freaking game, bro. Montana doesn't make those same mistakes as Flacco. They're not even in the same category. Man, you guys better get Flacco. Flacco. Knock him on his back. Yeah, we got the Chargers. Next up. Miami Dolphins. In their rookie sensation. Tua. Number one. On the road. At the Broncos. In Mile High Stadium. Versus Drew Locke. And the show. Both these QBs like to run the show. They both got wheels and they both can throw on the run. And they both look good doing it. This is a tough game to call. Luckily, it's at Mile High Stadium. So yeah, they're going to be a mile high. And Miami's not used to that. They might be coming from below elevation. It's not that easy. You guys think it's easy to change elevation and play? It's not. Ask all these guys that go to Mile High Stadium and play. Not that easy. I want to side with Denver here. I want to go with Denver. I really want to go with Denver. Really, really, really. But I can't. just can't do it. Miami team has been doing what it takes to win games, making plays. And Denver has been making mistakes. Only way Denver wins this game is if the Miami Dolphins make enough mistakes. Dolphins come in here playing a clean game. They're leaving with a W. They keep it clean like a washing machine. I got the Dolphins. Kind of leery, though. Next up, them boys on the road versus the Vikings. Vikings looking to pound the Dallas Cowboys. This is their best chance to do it. It's right there. I'm all over the Vikes. Cowboys usually haven't had great games versus the Vikings. And usually that was because of Randy Moss being on the other side. But still, that's history. And it's on the Viking side here. And Dalvin Cook is the shiznit. And Ezekiel Elliott needs to step it up here. but he's going against a nice defense. Vikes got a nice defense. They will hit you hard. And they got guys that run real fast. And they make plays. They'll make plays. So yeah, next up, Packers on the road at the Colts. Awesome game here. This is my personal game of the week. Sorry Raiders. But this is it right here. Aaron Rodgers on the road versus Phillip Rivers. Need I say more? Phillip will be up for this game. Can't wait to see the faces that Phillip Rivers makes in this game. He's so competitive. He probably hates Aaron Rodgers when they're playing. And that Colts defense is so nice. That's not even the word, they're ice. Ice-cold defense by the Colts at home. Nice running backs, too. And I like the way they use their running backs. Yeah, this game's a little different. I can't call this one. This is a coin flip game. But if you know the Green Bay Packers, you know they struggled against teams with stout defenses. And a nice running game. The Colts don't have a nice running game. They have nice running backs who can make plays. They don't have a nice running game. But if they get it going, they'll dominate the Packers if they get that running game going. I don't care how many receivers Aaron Rodgers has to throw to. Colts get that running game going. It's game over. Yeah, I'm not making a call on that one. You guys flip a coin. I don't care. I'm just going to watch it. That's game of the week. Packers on the road at the Colts. Now, for all you Raiders out there, Raider Nation, stand up. This is it. You guys are at home versus the Super Bowl champs. Kansas City is coming to play. And you know what? Coach Andy Reid ain't too happy with Coach Groot. Okay, words have been exchanged. And Andy Reid is a hell of a coach. And his players love to play for him. He knows how to fire up his group. And I'm sure they have his back. Because they're facing the Las Vegas Raiders. And the Raiders were talking mucho. Cabeza. Last time they played the Chiefs. And got a win. And the Chiefs ain't too happy with anybody celebrating on their home turf. Looks like revenge time, Sunday night. I'll be there, right in front of my TV, watching that one. Watch out Raider Nation, Chiefs coming to town. Lucky you guys are in Vegas. Give them some kind of distraction before the game. If I was John Gruden, I would order 100 hookers to the Chiefs hotel. Do not let these men (laughs) leave the hotel filled up. Let's just put it that way. Make sure these guys are on E by the time they leave that hotel. you know what I mean. That's all I'm going to say. Moving on. Monday night. Yeah, we're talking Monday night football on a Wednesday. That's what we do. And we got it wrong (laughs) three weeks in a row. (laughs) Last week, I said, by the hook. Last week, I said, by the hook, Chicago's going to be a close game. Well, things happen. Nick Foles got hurt. How am I supposed to know that? Nick Foles got hurt in the fourth quarter when they needed him to keep it close. And it was a close game the whole way. And I was looking righteous. Nick Foles got hurt. End of story. Vikings cover. Cousins gets... His first win on Monday night. Oh my goodness. Come on, man. So here we go. Here we here we go, okay? Tampa Bay at home. Hosting the Rams. Tampa Bay not looking good these past couple of weeks. Well, they could have looked better. And the Rams with a huge win. Versus Seattle. And that Rams defensive line. I bet you is chomping at the bit. To get at Brady. Because who are they facing? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're just the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. With Tom Brady. Okay. Let's not go crazy here. Alright. Let's just calm down a little bit. Just because you put. One of the greatest drivers behind your car doesn't make your car that much more special it doesn't turn your freaking dodge excuse me it doesn't turn your honda civic into an f1 formula race car okay so just because you got brady behind the wheel doesn't mean you guys are all souped up and ready to go the rams have been doing this for years OK, and that defensive line is ugly and nasty and they're facing an offensive line in the Buccaneers. You can't name one guy off that old line. Forget naming the guys. Who cares? I wouldn't put any of those O linemen on my team. If I were building an NFL franchise, none of the Tampa Bay offensive linemen would be on my squad. That's how highly I think of them if you catch my drift and you gotta face Aaron Donald and company there's not one guy on that line that can block Aaron Donald let alone the rest of the crew and Brady needs time to throw he needs it so maybe the Rams come up with some great some great secondary play and make this happen I cannot side with Tampa Bay here at all. Not when I saw the Rams and what they did to the Bears a couple of weeks back on Monday night. That was some primetime football. Tampa Bay has not looked good in primetime all season. Not look good. I don't think that's the right word. They're not impressive in in primetime. They're not up to the standards that I'm used to seeing in primetime players the only guy you got on Tampa Bay is number 45 David the middle linebacker who is not only ham he's spam now I gotta think of what that means but yeah he's it and on offense you got Tom Brady and that's it they're still the Buccaneers besides those two guys who I just mentioned everybody else is a fuck up and you can count on these guys to fuck up excuse my French So with that being said, I'm taking the Rams. Outright upset against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday night. You can tell them I said it. Tell them Andre Johnson said so. They got a problem. Catch me on the gram. Yes, Sevatron3. Sevatron3 is my Instagram. No, you can't leave me a message. You can send me a picture. Yeah, be right back. Well, everybody, that's another show for today. And as far as I'm concerned, today was a great day for me but it's just too bad that not everybody's having a great day in this world because all the way across the ocean there's a place called Armenia and these people are they're being pure they're being purely persecuted for no good reason other than the fact that they're Armenians and that's it. they're being killed, They're being dragged out of their homes and they're having their land taken away from them unmercifully. And I think they need that stuff back. And just as a people on this planet, we need to get right. Yeah, I know the rich don't care. And that's the problem. The rich are holding all the cards. And us regular folks don't get to make any big decisions and the rich don't care enough about what's going on in the world and this stuff matters because Armenia needs our help I'm sure if we needed Armenia's help they would help us I'm sure if you ever asked an Armenian for their help they would help you rich or poor good people May not like them. I don't know why, but they're not too bad. There's a lot worse on this planet. So big shout out to Armenia. And let's save Armenia. And if nobody loves you, Armenia, Andre Johnson loves you. And this is what's wrong with sports. Later. Later.